0: Hey there, it's Hillary. and if you're new to the show, I just want to take a moment to say welcome. And I want to give you some tips on what episodes to listen to to get you started. If you heard me tell my story on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, I want you to check out my interview with Terry. She talks in this really intimate way about why she didn't have kids. And there's this little moment in the interview that our staff has nicknamed Terry Gross's nightmare. I love this moment so much. I love the whole interview Just listen, it's episode 79. We also have a show about a six-year-old girl who schooled her white mom in what it means to be black through a freestyle rap. We have that recording. That is in episode 59. And if you like to hear men crying, don't miss episode 118. That's with actor Rob Hubel. Rob is known for playing assholes on TV and in the movies, but this interview is one of the most poignant episodes we've ever done you can find our full longest shortest time starter kit at longestshortesttime.com and that's also where you can learn more about my new book weird parenting wins i'm on tour right now for that book this weekend i'm going to be in la i'll be at skylight books on sunday february 24th at three o'clock My friend Jane Marie is going to join me. She's been on the show a few times, you might know her, and she's the host of the Dream Podcast. Kids are welcome. It's going to be super fun. We're going to demonstrate strategies from the book. We'll play What's on My Butt. Come on out and say hi. Okay, on to the show with our host, Andrea Salenzi.
1: Baby chair. Explicit isn't included with... Have
2: you seen this? It's a YouTube video where the super cute toddler in a bright yellow jacket is desperately trying to get Alexa to play her favorite song in the whole wide world, Baby Shark.
0: Alexa! Alexa! Baby
2: Shark! How often do you watch this? I probably watch it a few times a week at work when I'm just like sort of slagging and need a little pick-me-up or, you know, I'm just taking a little break and I'm just like, oh, you know what I really want to see right now is that little girl struggling to play Baby Shark because it's so cute. This is my best friend, Casey. Neither of us are parents yet, and watching this video together, we kind of swoon at the moment when the toddler looks at her mom like, mom, help.
1: Hey, Baby Shark. Sure.
2: Can you relate baby, to her struggle? Oh, saying, God. <laughs> Every <I'm> day. Sure. <laughs> it's like yelling into the abyss. And like finally, someone just hearing you and just baby shark. <laughs> and that's the noise, right? Like that's the noise of like sheer, sheer joy. I'm Andrea Swensie, and this is the longest, shortest time. Baby shark edition. <laughs> there go the hands. <laughs> if you don't know the song yet, you have to trust me, this song is so insanely popular. Kids and parents and non-parents and famous rappers. we are all tuned into it, because whether or not you like the song, it makes kids really happy, which makes a lot of adults happy, too.:
3: Oh, it's just: so If
2: you had something that could make you that happy, mm. it's this video. It does make me that happy. This is your baby shark. This little girl wanting baby shark is my baby shark. As a song, it's terrible. But it's got such a hook that you just, like, it's, you know, it's like eating ice cream when you're like, you're done. You're so done, but you can't stop. Today on the show, baby shark. Do-do-do-do-do-do. It's a simple roll call for a nuclear family of sharks, plus hand choreography, What's not to love? But oh no, many adults do not love it. To so many parents and caregivers, it's an attack on their sanity with no end in sight, no place to hide. So what can be done about this thing that's catnip to kids and a plague on the spirits of adults? We're going to dive deep. And maybe by the end, you'll hear the song in a new way. Baby Shark is a song without a songwriter. It has a history going back 20-plus years. It's a campfire song that many millennials learned at summer camp or in a church youth group. But the first time the internet lost their minds over the song it was a viral video in Germany.
0: The video shows
2: a girl sitting in a lounge chair. And while it starts off mellow, she goes over the top towards the end. The sharks find a helpless swimmer, and they eat her.
1: It
2: went so viral that a DJ even did a mashup version with the theme from Jaws. And then... Pink Fong. Pink Fong, a South Korean educational company made their version, which they uploaded to YouTube summer 2016.
0: Pink Fong.
2: Pink Fong is all about the mobile market and kids aged one to five. So if you're a parent trying to limit screen time, they're enemy number one. Every time you watch one of their videos, they're ready to suggest 20 other videos with the same candy-colored animation. Pinkfong wants to get your kid hooked and then deliver them a never-ending supply of sweet, sweet shark.
4: Search for Pinkfong on YouTube.
2: Baby shark went viral, but not blue dress, white dress viral, more of a slow, organic growth. In 2018, the song swam into the adult world.
1: Over 1.7 billion views. With a B, billion. 1.7 billion views. First Ellen,
2: then James Corden.
0: Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark.
2: Then this year, it even showed up on the NPR Politics podcast.
3: It has more than two. Billion views. That's billion with a B. And now finally, it's kind of working its way into the American mainstream.
2: Baby Shark peaked at 32nd on the Billboard Top 100. Serious music critics at Rolling Stone and the AB Club started to write articles all about Baby Shark.
5: I was definitely struck by how repetitive it was.
2: Christoville is a senior news editor at Stereo Gum, one of the original MP3 blogs. And he's not someone who ever thought he'd have anything to do with kids' music.
5: All catchy pop songs are repetitive to an extent, but Baby Shark definitely drills the same few notes at you over and over and over and over again.
2: Maybe you can tell by the record store cadence in his voice, but a big part of Chris's job centers around his musical taste, his ability to review new albums and discover underground bands. But then three years ago, Chris became a dad. Right from the beginning, with his infant daughter, he started singing her his idea of lullabies.
5: I know that I sang Can't Feel My Face by the weekend to my daughter when she was newborn.
0: I
1: can feel my face
0: when I'm with you.
2: And that's a song about...
5: It's about being either madly in love with someone or being on cocaine.
2: His attempts to program his daughter's musical taste didn't stop there.
5: I remember this one time when we were on a daddy-daughter date. We walked down by this reservoir... Yeah, you know, so we were sitting on a picnic table by this lake and I remember playing Radiohead song off of my phone. I think I was just kind of like fishing for compliments or something. I remember I got her to say I like Radiohead, but I don't know if she was just trying to appease me.
2: Chris now has two girls, a three-year-old and an almost two-year-old, which means less Radiohead and more. The Mother Goose
5: Club! We listen to a lot of Mother Goose Club. Chewy, my neighbor. We listen to a fair amount of Daniel Tiger.
2: Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful mm-hmm.
5: phrase. The Lion King has really been popping off lately.
2: And then Chris's daughters learned about...
5: <laughs> the thing that... Really started to drive me crazy was that there's a whole album of animal songs by Pink Fong. Eventually, it became this thing where the whole thing was in constant rotation. This
1: lioness will marry me.
5: And the song where the lions propose marriage to each other and promise to protect each other. I will protect you.
2: I just learned about this horrific song from Chris DeVille, the same music journalist who's written cover stories about Spoon, Tame Impala, and Run the Jewels, the guy who once feuded with the band Arcade Fire over an article he wrote titled, Remember When Arcade Fire Were Good? Now that he's a parent, he's focused on new kinds of tasks, like worrying if the clean version of the Carter Five is kids safe enough.
5: Since I became a parent, I have definitely had to let go of any delusions that I'm cool. I don't think I've ever actually been cool, but I've been able to sometimes create a semi-persuasive front, and parenthood has chipped away at that pretty quickly. Do I have great taste in music? Absolutely. But... Could I ever describe myself as cool after kind of riding around, blasting the latest Disney tunes in our SUV? Probably not.
2: As someone with strong musical taste, Chris had this coming. His daughters are just taking after their dad. In a bit, they say if you encounter a shark in the wild, your best line of defense is to stun the shark by punching him in the nose. But for parents being attacked by baby shark... Maybe an up-close musical analysis will help you escape its bite. I'm bringing in a quote-unquote professional pop music critic who lives under a rock because he'll be hearing the song for the very first time on our show. Stay with us.
0: While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone solutions for your journey.
1: Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain
2: So when we're working on this episode, I tweeted about Baby Shark. Couldn't help it, it was in my head. And that's when my friend Charlie Harding from the podcast Switched on Pop replied, Baby Shark? Haven't heard it. Is it anything like that Frank Zappa song, Baby Snakes? Baby Snakes Late at night is when they come out So tell me what you hope Baby Shark is.
4: I think it's a musical thing. Otherwise, you wouldn't have invited me
2: here. (laughs) How popular would you think it is? Uh, Okay, wait. Do you think Baby Shark is as popular as, I don't know, Taylor Swift? No. There are some things that play a huge role in the lives of parents that non-parents will never have to learn about, like that cartoon Caillou or those Kinder Surprise Egg videos on YouTube or whatever the deal is with Elf on the Shelf. Are you ready?
4: I'm embracing for it.
2: One of the fun things about Baby Shark is that it breaks down that wall.
4: There's a fox. No, it's a fox riding a shark. Wow. Baby shark, Baby shark, Baby shark, like the hamster dance.
2: It's
4: like the modern Macarena.
2: Oh, you're right, because there's hand moves. Like, you know what to do with your hands. Okay, we could...
4: I can watch more.
2: No, 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 we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a good song?
4: What are our criteria for good?
2: (laughs) Will it be in your head later? Oh, probably. What makes it such a good earworm?
4: So what really makes this song tick is that... Melodically, it's extremely simple. It's basically three notes the entire time. And it's mostly just one note the entire time. The place when you almost are going to get bored of this song, it modulates into another key, it rises up. So there's always some kind of change that's happening despite this extremely simple underlying nursery rhyme-like melody. I just wrote a 15-page essay about how Drake does the exact same thing and why God's Plan is one of the most successful songs in streaming of all time. And, and it's actually very similar. He maps very rudimentary melodies onto a more complex rhythmic flow. Them to miss me. He'll constantly kind of rework them and redevise them in the way that his rhythmic flow works against them. I think I mapped out in God's plan, he uses the same melody 53 times. But you don't get bored of it because it comes slightly differently each time you hear it. And it comes in different parts of the bar, it's happening against different kinds of harmonies. And similarly, I think that, you know, this Baby Shark does the same kind of thing. It's just like a Drake track. <laughs> when I hear the song, I don't like the song. There's a difference between I think the song is effective at doing what it does and my own personal taste. But one of the reasons why I don't like it is I think that the way that it presents sound, like the actual production of it is it sounds like a certain style of kids music, which has become its sort of genre in and of itself and that's done actually just to like very particular production techniques everything from like actually cheap sounding instruments to actually a lot of kids music uses a lot of auto-tune which drives me absolutely mad
5: we say it's what you make it and that is so we say just do your thing make your own dance show we just let the music
4: because you're going to have all these kids running around with vocal dysmorphia being like, why can't I sing as beautifully as the person on the on the audio? So I think that's a problem.
2: Right. Everything that's natural about it, the sounds of a hand on a piano, the sounds of a hand on a guitar, the gruff of a voice, none yeah. of that's preserved.
4: Yeah, and what's particularly strange is like, I like music that invites people to participate, but what's weird about the quality of this music is it actually just sounds like cheap EDM.
2: There actually is an EDM version of Baby Shark. Sounds like this. Even with electronic instruments, it hasn't stopped kids from learning to play Baby Shark on their drum kits. It's now a song that your marching band can learn. And it's that reach that's made Baby Shark not just a song, but a meme.
4: We are already inclined towards recognizing patterns and melody and rhythm. So like when we hear those things, whether we want it or not, it's going to be in our head. When we mix that with a visual and our own body moving with it, and then it being recreated over and over through both what we see on the internet, but also our friends and our family – that just becomes embedded in people's life experience.
2: Baby Shark isn't just on YouTube anymore. These days, it can show up on one of the most memorable days of your life.
3: When you get to the wedding scene, you're trying to appeal to three, sometimes four generations. And so you need to stay fairly safe in your, uh, your song selections. So by the time a song gets to a wedding scene, it's usually already known
2: Steve Owen is a dad in the Chicago suburbs, and on the weekends he moonlights as a DJ. Baby Shark is a huge hit with his almost five-year-old, but he wasn't sure if this was a true classic, like the chicken dance or the electric slide. Then one night at a wedding with a dance floor packed with kids, he decided to put Baby Shark to the test.
3: I knew the the BPM was going to match up with Billie Jean, and Billie Jean's a really, really easy song to blend other songs with. And so I just kind of gave it a shot. And the kids went crazy. The parents who knew it went crazy. And since the song is only about, you know, like a minute and a half or so, it was a great 90 second experiment and it worked. And then we got back to the rest of dancing. Was
2: everyone doing the shark hands?
3: Yes. The the kids were totally involved. The parents, you know, were sort of half and half. They were trying. People who didn't have young kids were sort of vaguely aware that there were arm movements, but they didn't pick it up as quickly as you might think.
2: What are the songs you'll play it out of?
3: It works well with Uptown Funk. I Want to Dance with Somebody, somebody,
0: yeah. with somebody love me. Baby, sh-t-doo-doo-doo-doo.
3: baby, Ice Ice Baby is a perfect fit, ice, ice, baby. Baby, ice, sh-t-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. baby, Brass Monkey from the Beastie Boys is a good fit as well. Yeah.
2: When you're playing a song like I want to dance with somebody or Ice Ice Baby and you switch to Baby Shark, that's the DJ making a joke, right?
3: Yes. Throwing on Baby Shark, acknowledging a current cultural moment is a way to say like, no, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm enjoying this. I'm not just reciting or redoing exactly the same things that I've always done.
2: For Steve, Baby Shark doesn't just heat up a dance floor when he's out on a job. It's also a way to survive a Chicago winter at home with this five and a half year old.
3: When we can't get outside or when we're, you know, frankly, just too lazy to go outside. We can fire up some YouTube videos and he and I dance around in the uh the front room.
2: What are the chances of you playing it at your son's wedding someday?
3: Oh, I would love that. I would be delighted to DJ his wedding, you know. If I'm still DJing by that point, and if music is still the same
2: way that it is, I would
3: absolutely love it.
2: If music still I, exists. I mean, <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, if there's still ceremonies and playing music on speakers, I don't know what they'll be doing by then. but I, I mean, everyone will be
2: like, a, what's a shark? Yeah.
3: Yeah. The, the ice capsule have Melted will be <laughs> underwater by then. So we'll have sharks as pets and things. Who knows?
2: If you need Steve to drop some baby shark in your next event, his DJ company is called Some Guys Entertainment. Now, let's all just be still together. You know, take a moment of silence after all this music. Oh no, baby shark's in my head again.
3: Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. What are you doing to not go crazy when you are neck deep in the history of baby shark
2: At the time Steve asked me this, I'd just updated all my online dating profiles to say, Girlfriend Shark? And that was the same week that our producer Jackie had made up her own version of
0: the song. I'm in hell, do-do-do-do-do, I'm in hell, do-do-do-do-do, I'm in hell, do-do-do-do, I'm in hell. In a bit, we have
2: the antidote to the ultimate earworm. It's the least we could do. Don't go
1: away. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide.
2: Welcome back As promised, I'm here with the cure for baby Shark. Up first is our guest, DJ Baby Shark.
3: Listen to other pop songs that are you know around the same tempo. it's 115 Bpm and), and you know, you can transition yourself out of Baby Shark and into Uptown Funk or into I Want to Dance with Somebody. Just be careful going the other direction when you're going to be listening to any old pop song and all of a sudden you're going to realize that, wait, this beat matches perfectly with Baby Shark. (laughs) And all of a sudden that earworm has made its way back in.
2: And Charlie from Switched on Pop has a similar idea.
4: Listen to a song which is a cover of it because it should both satisfy that melody worm that's in your head but not be necessarily as bothersome. Not
2: feeding into and it. And then,
4: like, if you listen, well, here's what you do like, go listen to Josh Groban do Baby Shark. Daddy and then just go listen to Josh Groban.
5: And some days I am too proud to ask for help. And I stumble
4: through the noise, trying to find You're going to have to interrupt, basically, an, an addictive behavior, which is extremely difficult. You need to take steps away from the thing. You can't go cold turkey.
2: So I took everyone's advice and followed the earworm to the bottom of the sea. And that's where I met the classical Korean instruments version. The R&B version
5: that's my grandma can't forget about grandpa oh that's my
2: family and my actual favorite the christmas version in portuguese at the start of this quest i asked where do baby sharks come from And yes, technically the answer is multiple fraternity and big litters up to 100. But the Baby Shark song, that came into our lives thanks to Kid Demand. It was their strong preference for Baby Shark that made it an international sensation, that brought Baby Shark to TV shows and to podcasts, to high school marching band practice, and to so many future weddings. It's not often that the kid world gets to change the adult world, which is a beautiful thing that I'll appreciate more, after I get this song out of my head. Parents, tell us, how have your kids' tastes and sensibilities changed you creatively? Leave us a comment on our website. That's longestshortesttime.com, episode number 188. And while you're there, we have a playlist of songs for you. None of them are Baby Shark. These are songs that our music critic guest, Chris DeBille, plays at home with his kids. They are music critic tested, kid approved songs. And one of the albums his kids get really into is Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves.
5: Because that was my favorite album of 2018. And it was one that me and my wife and my daughters all enjoyed. Uh, So that it just kind of amplified exponentially the number of times that we listened to it because everybody liked it.
2: That album just won a Grammy for Album of the Year. Kid Taste. They're onto something. This episode was produced by me, Andrea Salenzi, with Jackie Sajiko. Our editor is Amy Drozdowska. Our show's creator and executive producer is Hilary Frank. Hilary's new book, Weird Parenting Wins, is out now. We have more information about it and tour dates on our website, longestshortesttime.com. Our engineer is Brendan Burns. Our technical director is John Delore. Our music is performed by HotMoms.gov. Next time on The Longest Shortest Time, Kendra grew up loving American Girl dolls. She had eight of them. So, of course, her dream summer job was surrounding herself with Felicity, Molly, and Addie.
0: So, like, we're surrounded by
2: children's toys and she's holding a dildo. All the dolls kind of turn their heads at once. Right. <laughs> Do not miss this episode. Subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time on Stitcher or wherever you're listening right now.
0: Still in hell do 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 still in hell do 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 still in hell do 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 still in hell.
5: Stitcher!
1: At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain